Hey, good people. This is the Confessions of a Nail Tech podcast. I'm your host, Rashida H. Muhammad, nail tech affectionately known as Ra. I have so much to share with you this evening. Welcome. Let's get started. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Boy, oh boy, do I have something juicy to share with you tonight. I thought I needed to get this off my chest and share it with my listeners, specifically if you live in the following states. If you live in Alabama, Arizona, California, Delaware, Georgia, Idaho, Kentucky, Maine, Missouri, Montana, New Hampshire, New Mexico, specifically North Carolina and South Carolina because that is where I currently reside. I live in the Carolinas now. North Dakota, South Dakota, Utah, Vermont, Virginia, Washington, West Virginia, Wisconsin, and Wyoming. I have a bone to pick with your board of cosmetology. What is the NIC exam? What is the National Interstate what is what it called? National Interstate Council of State Boards of Cosmetology? And how come New York State didn't do it or know about it? Oh, I listen, I have been licensed for some time and never in my life have I heard of something like this. (laughs) So before I go off too much, I'm going to take a break so I can cool off, grab something to drink. This might be a wine sipping episode (laughs) because, oh boy, we're going to take a break and you may want to go grab your glass of wine too, or even some tea because I'm getting ready to spill it. (laughs) All right, we'll take a quick break and get back into it. Let me take a sip first. If you know me, you know that I am a good noodle. I follow the rules and I do things by the book, which is why when I moved to Georgia, I transferred my nail tech license to Georgia so that I could then practice the art of nail technology in the state of Georgia under a license. Okay, so then I moved to the Carolinas and I thought I could do the same thing and you know i wait i waited i sat on the idea for a little bit because you know a good portion of the advice that i give is about how to and when to and this is how it goes okay so air quotes over all of those how to when to and this is how it goes quotation marks on all three and now that i am in this position i haven't been in nail school in the last 10 years. Sure, I've done the continuing education units to keep my license active and current and on par. However, when it comes to transferring my license, there's endorsement that happens between, you know, state to state. And I talk about it at length about, you know, New York and Georgia, they do not have a reciprocity in their system. However, they will endorse. So what that means is, since the credit hours for New York State is lower than the credit hours required in Georgia, um, once you submit your application, you might be subject to returning to school and taking the credit hours um, that you are missing. 
However, in my case, it was a grandfathered in because the board saw how long I had been licensed, saw that I was still working in a nail salon, and also saw that I went on to get my degree. So all of those things checked out for me and it also helped that I had a letter from my current employer stating that, you know, I've been in the salon for X amount of time and I've learned these amounts of skills. So New York to Georgia doesn't exist. However, in my case it did. So I became licensed in the state of Georgia. Now, when I moved to South Carolina, in addition to changing my personal license over to become a South Carolina resident and my um, driver's license, my license plate, my registration, all of those things changing over, of course, for me, or if you are also a licensed professional in the um in the professions or the scopes of practice of cosmetology or nail technology, waxing or what have you, then you also know you have that added responsibility of also changing over your professional license. I mean, well, this is any, any. So if you're a doctor, you're a judge, you're a lawyer, all of those things, you also have to make sure your license is in good standing in that state to go into that state's jurisdiction. So the same thing happens with nail technology. So I was actually today years old and I'm going to read out everything I did. And this may also be accompanied by a video that shares my face when I read the email from the State Board of Cosmetology here. Um, did anyone know what the NIC exam was? That uh, National Interstate uh, Council of State Boards of Cosmetology exam? So I have to, it's the written and the practical exam. And, you know, I, again, tried to be a good noodle and I got my license together and I gathered all of my materials to support that I am a licensed professional in the states of New York and Georgia. And I also went back to school and here's what I did and paid all of the fees, which was no easy fit. That was actually, and I did the, I did the, um, math on all of this. You know me, I'm, I'm with numbers. So I requested two copies of my verification be sent to South Carolina because I had been licensed so long ago and um, I was licensed prior to um, the scheduled rate of destruction in New York State. So if you've been licensed 10 years ago or no, no, it was uh, more than six years ago, then your, your, um, the verification gets destroyed. All they can show is that you successfully pass the exam and give you the dates, which, hey, we'll fight that. We'll fight that a little later. And um, so again, I mailed that out. That was $25 per copy. So I'm already at $50. I then paid $35 to the Georgia uh, Secretary of State for license verification. And that usually took about 14 days, but Georgia is efficient and they sent it out next business day, no problem. Mwah, chef's kiss. I then paid a $60 application processing fee to the state of South Carolina Division of Licensing for the Board of Cosmetology and Nails. So then I also had to pay um, $16.99 um, for my photo, which you could go, you can go to Walgreens for that. Um, you have to have a two inch by two inch um, passport like pa uh, passport like photo to go on to your license so that they can verify who you are who you say you are and then I also had to get um, these documents uh, notarized so I had to get a notarized signature affidavit 
um, notarized and then a notarized of uh, physical presence. So someone had to physically see me in South Carolina with my state ID and say that, yes, you are who you say you are. And that was $10 at UPS. So that brought me to a grand total of $171.99 for this portion of the process. Right. So I'm already almost $200 into this process. Luckily, you know, I'm blessed. So that that wasn't too bad. But this is very close to the holidays. And I sent everything off in good faith, hoping and praying that it would get approved. So long story extremely short, my license is pending that I complete the Nick exam. And the crazy thing is that I have, again, I've been licensed for 10 years and I got the email about sometime last week and I wanted to scream. I'm still a little mad about it, but hey, you have to, I'm a good noodle. So we're going to do what we have to do to get ourselves licensed so that I can continue to share my expertise from the Carolinas to you. I got the email that says, good afternoon. Thank you for submitting your application for a nail tech license. Our office is in receipt of your endorsement application and receive the required documents. However, we are unable to move forward. And in bold print, it says, South Carolina requires all out-of-state applicants to take and pass the National Interstate Council, both theory and practical examinations. I won't, I won't read the rest because it's gonna go on the YouTube channel. But I wanted to scream. I saw that and I immediately wanted to scream. And then not only did they already get quite a bit of money out of me, it says that I need to print out this application, fill it out and mail it back to the office with a $45 money order or check. Now, if you were still paying attention to the math and you want to do the math with me right now, I'm already $171.99 in. And then I have to pay another $45 to get this application process to take the practical exam not to mention that i still may have to purchase things to do the practical exam so it's 216 dollars and 99 cents already and i'm paying attention because i have other motives for this to help make the lives of nail technicians better who may come after me when i come out on the other side of this process because again I am a good noodle, and even though I'm complaining, I'm getting this off of my chest, I am going to go and sit for the written and practical because I want to keep my license in good standing. I do not believe in investing in something just to let it die out and fester out. That's not how I'm built. So that's why I am making this episode specifically for those who are licensed out of state and those who are licensed in states that do not have the NIC exam. If you have a state exam, a state practical exam, and you are trying to um, relocate to one of the states that I mentioned earlier in this episode, then I highly, highly, highly recommend taking the NIC exam or reaching out to that board of cosmetology to say, hey, before I spend all of this money, can I sit for the NIC exam? Because I'm $171. You know, I'm going to keep saying that because I am a little a little upset that I spent all this money just to be told, oh, you still have to sit for this exam. Now, I'm curious now about had I would I have had to pay all this money anyway to become licensed. So 
I'm going to take a little break. I'm going to take a breather because I feel myself getting angry again. <laughs> so I'm going to. And then we're going to talk about the difference between the National Interstate Council of State Boards of Cosmetology exam versus your state practical exam, because I feel like those are those two distinctions are very important, especially when you are. Um, becoming licensed because again this is something I didn't know so this is a learning opportunity for me and for you so I'm excited but I'm halfway mad still but I'm excited because I get to sharpen up my skills all right so we're gonna take a quick break and we're gonna come back to this all right people this is my social media plug welcome to the village all my new subscribers and new listeners and just new people who came and found nails by Ra. i truly do appreciate you this is my shameless social media plug <laughs> make sure you check out the nailsbybra.com website yes we are back this is my my virtual warehouse my virtual address of all of the places that I have all of the brands that I have underneath nails by Ra. Um, on here you can find the confessions of a nail tech podcast you can also find my twitter at nails by Ra. also my facebook uh at nails by Ra, instagram at nails by Ra, as well as youtube at nails by Ra. however if you just want to check me out visit www.nailsbyra.com i'm looking for you and i'm waiting for you to subscribe tell your friends to tell your friends to tell your friends about me all right ciao I do not come off bratty, but there is the the semi-lawyer in me who wishes to understand the rationale behind the Nick exam and not allowing for someone who has been licensed for as long as I have um, to not be endorsed and then have to sit for the state board exam again. To me, that seems duplicative and redundant. And um, you already know I did craft an email to the state board and asked to sit before the state board of cosmetology, uh, the board of directors to discuss possibly a clause to admit those who have more than five years of salon experience and a license to automatically be endorsed because I don't think those who are coming from other states should be penalized for that when they move to a state. It creates an unnecessary barrier for people wanting to enter into the workforce. And that's legislation. So yes, I crafted up an email and I sent it. I am currently awaiting a reply, but I just wanted to know. Um, this is also one of those things where if you think something is wrong, you should challenge it. You really should. And I say that with caution because some things are just how they are. However, something like this does need to be challenged because think about how much more money could be in circulation if simple stipulations like this did not exist. I understand trying to keep people safe. I understand that. However, something like this would make sense if I was recently licensed last year or six months ago or I just finished my credit hours in another state. That all makes sense. However, 
If I have been a licensed nail technician for the past 10 years and working in the salon for the past six, then that should be enough evidence that I know what I'm doing, don't you think? And then I took it a step further and went back to school for a formal education where I hold multiple degrees. And these aren't me just going back to school just to go back to school. All of these paths are to better myself, right? And um, I'm so happy that I'm able to do this episode because when I, I'm telling you, when I got that email, I wanted to flip tables and chairs because how dare you? (laughs) How dare you? Um, So as promised, I did want to talk about the difference between the NIC exam versus the state exam or the practical exam. And this is from the stateboardprofessor.com. So Shakita Singleton, shout out to you. Thank you. I love this article because it falls right in line with my, my dilemma, essentially. So we think about if you live in any of those other states so i I was originally licensed in new york state and i still have yet to do some research on why new york state is not a part of the um of the nic but and i don't even know if i'm saying that right nick nic um national interstate council of state boards of cosmetology um the whole purpose of that was to work closely with state officials so these state officials are reviewing existing licensing requirements and this is an effort to unify that um, to unify that you know state to state specific needs or state to state license endorsement or reciprocity because you're holding people back when you do that especially in these special cases I think that sometimes Um, And I really do enjoy what Georgia did because Georgia is on this list as a member of the National Interstate Council and they accepted my license. So I don't understand what the problem is for South Carolina and why they're being so strict on um, the passing of this exam. I, I don't get it. So I do want to ask so that I do understand because Georgia was a member and accepted it, but South Carolina won't. So just kind of curious and um so the difference between um the uh national interstate council and your state exam or your practical exam is that they have been nick has been tasked with deciding what the industry standard is of learning and demonstration of your um of your your scope of practice to become licensed so in cosmetology, barbering, nail technology, esthetician, um, this board was put together to make sure that this was a standardized testing system and um, give you the option to get into an exam that is nationally accepted. And the thing that I disagree with is because <laughs> it's like, why in the world do these two systems exist? What is that's what I don't understand the rationale, because if your state is a private exam state, it shouldn't vary too much from the NIC exam. And correct me if I'm wrong. Feel free to send me an email and correct me because I am coming into this completely green. And I just wonder what the NIC testing guidelines are. So actually, 
we're gonna take a break while I research that really quickly because now I'm curious. I feel like I'm helping you as I help myself because, oh, I'm not gonna stop here. Um, hopefully I do get to sit before the state board and ask my questions so that I understand, or they may be able to allow me to have my license here because this just doesn't make sense for someone like myself to have to retake the exam. And I know you feel the same way. I remember when I first did the video about transferring your license from state to state, I got an email so long from a lady who went through this exact same thing. And I kind of, I didn't brush her off, but I just told her, you know, I'm sorry that this is happening to you. Um, but the best bet is to just sit for the state board or try to reach out to the state board and see if you can sit with them similar to what I'm doing. I don't know if she ended up doing that, but Hey, I'm going to go through it. I am going to go through it so that you don't have to and see how we come out on the other side. So we're going to take a quick break so I can pull up what the NIC testing guidelines are. So that way I can better serve you if you decide to move to Alabama, Arizona, California, Delaware, yada, 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 West Virginia, Wisconsin, South Carolina, North Carolina, all of those states that practice the NIC exam testing guideline. So we're gonna take a quick break so I can get that for you. So I found it for you. If you want to follow the conversation and check it out for yourself, you can visit nictesting.org and hover over policies. I'm sorry, hover over about us and scroll down to policies and look into the Uniform Practice Act of 2019. And what this is, is a outline of the curriculum guidelines for cosmetology, nail technology, hairstyling, and um, aesthetics. And this was last amended in 2019, so about three years ago almost four because we're at the end of the year. And while I absolutely agree with this Uniform Act policy, it still is vague when it comes to years of experience for an out-of-state licensed professional. And that is my argument. You know, if we are supposed to be contributing to the economy and contributing as working members or people who are trying to enter the workforce, why create a barrier such as the exam and requiring it for someone who's been licensed for almost a decade to have to take, you know? And this is one of the reasons why I went over the admin who I had been contacting, I went over her because I could see very quickly that the conversation wasn't going in my favor. And while I am okay with taking the exam, I am not okay with not understanding the rationale behind people who are out of state and have been licensed for a number of years to have to sit for the state board exam again. You know, when I took the state board and actually, I still have it. I took the state board on Christmas Eve of 2012. Yes, I sat and took the written part of the exam on Christmas Eve of 2012. And I remember this because this conversation came shortly after um, my father uh, 
sat me down and had a conversation about returning to get my finish out uh, formal education at Damon College. I will never forget that day. And I remember sitting for it and taking the exam and I was excited. And then I remember getting the exam that I passed, getting the letter that I passed. I was super excited. So then I sat again for the practical in February and that's when I became licensed. And I was, that, that moment was awesome for me. Do I want to experience it again? Hell no. <laughs> I've already done it. So yeah, that has been my argument. You know, I'm seasoned. I have some skin in this nail technology game. And the purpose of this episode is to prepare you if you are thinking about transferring or you're thinking about getting your license. I would certainly, it doesn't hurt to ask because the worst thing they can say is no. Haha, you still have to sit for the state board. And that's fine. But the point is to figure it out and learn the answers. Why do I have to sit for this when I've been licensed for so long, so long, you know, and I'm prepared for that battle and I will be vlogging (laughs) and podcasting the entire way through because I do these things. So you don't have to. And I'm calm now. I'm calm. But that that essential shock, um, I think I'm a little over it because I'm so used to things just going how they should. I love when a plan comes together because, again, when I transferred my license from New York State to Georgia, ah, Georgia is actually a member of the NIC, too. So I don't understand why my license was good enough for Georgia, but it's not good enough for South Carolina, you know? So hopefully I have answers for that when I hear back from the Board of Cosmetology. Um, Kudos to the administrative assistant who had been assisting me so far, but I knew that there was only so much she could answer for me. And so I went above her. Sometimes you just have to do that because I, tr- I I didn't understand. I needed to sit before the state board, the people who are actually creating this legislation and the people who are actually in the room. I wanted to talk to them because I feel like oftentimes when some of these policies are passed, it's coming from people who in theory thinks it sounds like a good idea. And these policies are not being made by people who are in the trenches. They're not being policies passed by people who actually understand what it is like to have to sit for the state board, have to do the exam, have to do the written, have to do the practical, have to go to school, have to come out of pocket for all of these things in order to be told, oh no, you have to exam, you have to sit for the exam again because your state doesn't have, your state isn't a part of our our, our consortium. That's not cool. And again, it does create an unnecessary barrier for those who wish to enter into the workforce. And honestly, it sounds like a money grab. (laughs) It sounds like a money grab because I'm going to say it again. These people, if I pay this $45 to sit for the state board and have this application processed, I would have then paid over $200, $216.99 to get my license, you know? And again, I'm not one of those people who likes to just take no for an answer, especially something as trivial as this, because I've done the work and I'm trying to do the right thing now. 
I don't condone trying to work in a shop when you're not licensed because that puts the owner at risk of losing their license, their professional license and their business license. And that's a hefty fine. But if you are in my situation, what would you do? That's the question. What would you do? And actually, I'm going to add that as a question for this episode because I'm interested in those who actually sat for the state board and experienced this same thing identical step by step. I am very curious. What did you do? Um, I also subscribe to IBA Nail School on YouTube and I'm preparing just in case these things do not go in my favor because that's me. I'm a planner. And I like to, I just like to be in the know. So the more I know, the more you know. We're getting ready to get out of here. So it looks like (laughs) the more you know, the more you grow. And the NIC has actually been around since 1929. Yeah. So in 1929, it was the National Council of Boards of Beauty Culture, and it was established to develop a form of interstate exchange of ideas related to licensure, reciprocity examinations, and administration methods when it comes to beauty. While I agree with that, on a national level, it is not widely accepted. So you see where the dilemma is? Um, I'm getting this right from um, NICTesting.org, their vision statement. And this idea of uniformity to the practices of cosmetology and related fields, while yes, I absolutely agree, but when it's not accepted in all 50 states and territories, it makes it difficult for anyone who is moving from those places to practice in the state's that accepts the NIC examination to continue to, to learn. You know, thankfully, I am not in the position where this is my only source of income, nail technology, but it's one of them. And I wish to remain in good standing, you know? So I'm interested to hear from you all about this exam. Have you taken the exam before? Um, how was it, you know? There is the written practical exam and, you know, just what is it? I think this is that that cognitive dissonance (laughs) that people talk about. I'm experiencing a little bit of that because for so long I had done something one way or was used to it one way. And now that it is being challenged, it's not sticking for me, you know? So there is no wiggle room in the National Interstate Council for these kinds of cases. And I think it would behoove them to handle each application on a case-by-case basis and allow for that flexibility of members who are licensed in other states to be able to come here and practice. And I pulled this directly from the South Carolina, you know, this the state exactly their code of laws and this is from what was the last revision 98 so this may be a little outdated but the fact that it is still here and available you know there are a couple of clauses in here that 
they don't necessarily still stick to they they don't coincide with the current regulations that are placed upon those trying to practice nail technology so um, i'm going to get a little deep so the qualifications for licensure um, for cosmetologist and esthetician nail technician and it's a section 40 13 230 um, there are three qualifications so the first one is you have to be at least 16 years of age and possess at least a 10th grade education I don't brag or mean to brag when I mention my education part. However, you know, I, I've way surpassed that. And then it has uh, the second qualification is has completed at least 1,500 hours in classes in cosmetology in a reliable school approved by the board or is registered master hair care specialist pursuant to chapter seven who has satisfied educational requirements established by the state board and has passed the examination prescribed by the board and pays the required fee. It doesn't make sense there because this is all in regards to cosmetology, right? And then the section about reciprocity to non-residents, non-residents, their, their licenses are automatically endorsed under the other state's laws, but they can still practice in South Carolina. So you see where my frustration comes from when dealing with what the state laws say versus the NIC regulations. You know, you would be a little a little upset too if something like this was standing in the way of you getting something that you wanted. So when it comes to the state board exam, it shouldn't vary from state to state and I can't imagine it being any different than the um the one that I took so the what was it 1500 yeah 1500 credit hours for cosmetology however in South Carolina you only need 300 credit hours and you know it's just <laughs> the years of experience alone surpass 300 credit hours and so, you know what, while we still have you, I think I'm going to look into the na the New York State Nail Technician licensing as well. And we might get into that a little bit more later um, or even another episode because we're kind of running out of time here. But I just wanted to get into that a little bit. We're going to get out of here with that. So again, let me know your thoughts. Make sure you reach out to me at Nails by Ra. Um, check out nailsbyra.com or email me at nailsbyra at gmail.com. And we can continue this conversation. If you wanted to share some of your expertise with me on the best way to get licensed or if there's a loophole, because, oh, yes, I sent that email. <laughs> I was trying, you know, it wasn't a nasty gram, but I sent it with facts and receipts. So we're going to see. All right, ciao. Hey there. I know we covered a lot this episode, and I mean a lot, but I had so much to get off my chest, and I feel so much better. Thank you for listening. So let's just get into it. We covered the NIC exam versus the state board exam, and the NIC is your National Interstate Council of Cosmetology Boards exam that is offered in states mainly, well, it says national, but it's offered in states mainly in the South and the Midwest, not so much in the Northern states or New Mexico or uh, New England, but 
um, it's, it's just interesting to see the different dynamics and the need for these two systems or are they even necessary? So I challenge you. And part two, the overarching theme of this episode was to challenge something that does not feel right or seem right or make sense. You have a right to do that. So when you are moving to your new states, your respective states, make sure you're looking at the Board of Cosmetology requirements. And if they don't make sense, and if you feel like you are a special case, reach out to the Board of Cosmetology and just ask. The worst they can say is no. So until next time, ciao. Thank you for tuning in to the Confessions of a Nail Tech podcast. I've been your host, Rashida H. Muhammad, nail tech affectionately known as Ra. Make sure you tune in next week, Tuesday, for our next episode. Looking forward to hearing from you. In the meantime, subscribe to the Confessions of a Nail Tech podcast and make sure you stay in the loop by following me across the board on social media at Nails by Ra. Also visit me at www.nailsbyra.com. Until next time.